0: Hi, today I'd love to introduce you to VideoBlogs.com, a website that allows you to include sound effects for podcast or video background on your website. With VideoBlogs, there is no reason for your creative needs to be compromised due to budget constraints. You get studio quality stock, including HD footage, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds, and more for a fraction of the cost. Go to VideoBlogs.com, and get exclusive discounts on millions of additional marketplace clips, where you save 40% and can use clips for commercial and personal projects. And if you go to videoblogs.com slash expansion drive, you can start your seven day trial. Welcome back to another episode of Data Science at Home, the podcast about artificial intelligence. But in this episode, I'm going to take a break from artificial intelligence and data science in general, because I would like to share with you some of the thoughts that I have about uh, a very important part of uh, startups and uh, especially organizations that deal with uh, uh, data science or artificial intelligence. Now, a few months ago, I participated to the Barclays Accelerator powered by Techstars. For those who are not familiar with Techstars, it is one of the most innovative and influential startups accelerators in the world. And so I would like to give back to the community some of the lessons that I learned, including the need for confidence, soft skills, efficiency, and how to set the strategies for your startup that is dealing with artificial intelligence. I hope you enjoyed the show. is Data Science at Home, the podcast that makes machine learning and artificial intelligence easy for everyone. Here's your host, Francesco Caraletta. Well, overall, the people I met during the three months spent in Cape Town added so much value to the experience that I really felt I learned something I did not know before. Um, I have to be honest here, the propensity to take risks uh, was never lacking in my personal and professional life, but taking risks while calculating their consequences is something that I personally feel much more familiar with today. The first misconception I had about starting a business was about luck. So it is always easy to believe how successful companies or successful projects have something to do with fortunate events or situations that people usually refer to as being in the right place at the right time. And after this experience, I have a much different opinion. So I believe that successful projects are indeed the result of hard work and methodically performed strategies where events don't just happen by chance and people don't just show up in each other's life. Now, everything is measured with very high accuracy in, in all these successful projects from how feasible an idea can be to performance indicators and of course, objectives. In addition to this, people meet each other through common interests and challenges and facilitate some events that indeed must be cultivated and caused in quite a deterministic fashion. So generally speaking, nothing happens by chance, but, you know, in reality, something happens by chance, at least for those cases that we cannot explain, and, uh, well, I would conclude that only very few things do. When it comes to successful startups, very little is left to chance and coincidence. So in the nothing happens by chance culture, everything must have a reason to exist. And I learned this kind of the hard way in, in a quite uh, annoying uh, way, which is by asking why to everything that has been planned or decided. Now this healthy questioning helps keep focus on uh, only the essential. In a startup, as in uh, life in general, one should stay focused on what truly matters. It can be a project, it can be a house, it can be another person. Whatever it is, keeping it to the minimum usually helps in giving the attention it deserves. And uh, apparently the asking yourself why for everything um, helps and forces yourself to keep in focus on the essential. By transferring such a culture to the startup life, Companies that focus on the essential are not only much more efficient, of course, and effective with their products or services, but they are also easier on their budgets, optimal in their strategies, and definitely capable of delivering with much smaller teams. Such companies are also capable of growing exponentially whenever they meet the market conditions, of course. Um, And the aforementioned exponential growth is only possible by starting small and by validating as many assumptions as possible before moving to the much more aggressive and expensive phase of the organization's life. Now, I found that one of the most common mistakes of startups and uh, some impulsive entrepreneurs is about opening too many doors, contemplating too many options, which immediately translates into implementing multiple services at the same time. And in the general case of small overlap among each of those services, it is easy to create inefficiencies um, and definitely increasing product fragmentation. Now this, as a consequence, might lead to burning much more resources than, than it is actually required for the essential, for the core business. So one lesson to consider is that valuable opportunities might be hidden behind strategies that require little effort, minimal resources, and a lot of focus. Another important lesson that I brought home was about consolidation. And uh, that comes from another common mistake um, about growth. So a lot of startups want to grow. So there's nothing wrong in desiring to grow, of course, and expand in terms of revenue, uh, number of employees, or value of assets, etc. Many organizations, however, forget about the second side of the same coin, which is uh, consolidation. Growing without consolidating first is one of the most dangerous events that a startup, but I mean, any organization can face. If the assumptions that are supporting growth are not holding at some point in time, which is quite likely, a crash will most likely occur. And what is the expression? The higher you fly, the harder you fall. Now, in the fast paced world of startups and extreme programming and uh, uh, very different strategies that change over time, spending time validating assumptions can easily be misunderstood as synonym of waste. Usually, actions that don't seem to move the needle within the current week are usually banned or postponed. Instead, much more energy and time uh, are allocated towards tasks that produce anything tangible, be it a new feature or a new code repository, etc. So, as a matter of fact, growing indefinitely can be bad for an organization, especially in their infancy. Consolidation is about being honest and sometimes really brutal with one's own uh, ideas and visions. Services or products that did not find a validation or do not generate the traction uh, estimated by initial assumptions should raise a discussion within the team to understand and outline the reasons of such a failure. And then, of course, they should be shut down. Mercilessly. (laughs) Code is expensive not only to design and write, but especially to maintain. Sometimes maintenance is the most expensive of all. And so a higher number of services or products that have not been validated can create inefficiencies. And uh, it's very likely that it will. Of course, it might keep demanding resources that could otherwise be allocated to services that would better fit the market. The third lesson, actually more than a lesson, is um, a conclusion about what I learned, is the culture of fireflies. Now, to understand this, I need some some kind of preamble. And so to explain what the culture of Fireflies is, let me start from the fact that organizations that are heterogeneous have more chances to cover diverse aspects of the same complex problem. So as a matter of fact, team members with different backgrounds, culture, or different skills, which I call the Fireflies for a reason, can facilitate the development of ideas and produce more creative and novel solutions that a group of people with exactly the same knowledge might find harder to achieve. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I'm saying that complex problems, especially those multidisciplinary problem, multidisciplinary domains, uh, can be easily tackled by people with different backgrounds. So, This is the positive aspect of heterogeneity. There is a negative one, which is, uh, you know, it's quite difficult to manage and can play uh, sometimes against the team's objectives whenever it is not handled properly. And so in in this episode, I would like to explain how to deal with some of the limitations of heterogeneous teams uh, in order to enjoy the benefits of fireflies in the organization. Now before explaining what uh, fireflies and the culture of fireflies uh, is or means in uh, in a modern startup let me start from the sprint the biweekly or weekly sprint meetings so more and more lean startups born every day and with more agility uh, in their mind modern organizations usually perform these you know weekly or biweekly sprint meetings uh, in order to develop their software uh, or achieve some of the objectives that they have on the roadmap now in a sprint meeting there is no possibility to change any requirement during development and such requirements are usually agreed upon before starting the the sprint and can be tuned only after the sprint uh, of course if required now in a heterogeneous startups uh, whose members as i said come from different backgrounds and in which developing complex software requires the coordination of several skilled individuals, leveraging a sprint meeting according to its official definition can be not only tricky, but sometimes even impossible. In such organizations, multiple teams are usually involved in different aspects of product development. Let me make a a concrete example. So I will focus on the typical organization with, let's say, a marketing team, an engineering team, a product team, a data science team, and, of course, a team of content editors. Now, needless to say that one sprint meeting for all would be unproductive and definitely a great source of chaos due to the diversity of the members of each team. Now, modern organizations deal with such inefficiencies by creating multiple sprint meetings, one for each team, such that each team member feels, you know, comfortable speaking to its direct colleagues uh, and complete the tasks that involve her directly. Now, there is, of course, a subtlety, um, the pace of engagement among the teams. So before getting to the issues introduced by the diversity of team members and the pace of engagement, Let me make a tiny digression on the topic that will serve to clarify the concept uh, that I'm going to introduce. And so uh, let's go to the concept of fireflies. Now fireflies are, you know, these little tiny insects that can glow some light um, unexpectedly. Now fireflies have been observed to sink at times by a number of scientists. One theory that is really worth mentioning is um, the one by Professor uh, Strogatz who explores a number of patterns of spontaneous order in his book, Sync: the Emerging Science of Spontaneous Order, which is, by the way, a wonderful book. I really uh, highly, ad- highly, highly recommend uh, this book. Now, in general, whenever uh, fireflies sync, they produce a brighter light for a short time window So the fact that patterns that define the intensity of the light are not completely random provides sufficient evidence about an an optimization strategy used by nature with respect to some phenomena. Now, there are several reasons why fireflies sink, and there are many um, biologists, even scientists from diverse domains who try to understand and, you know, they studied why are fireflies sinking. And so among the many reasons why, uh, for instance, baby fireflies and larvae uh, use their glows to show their distastefulness, adult fireflies identify members of other species or gender, some females even choose their male partners according to specific flesh patterns characteristics. In some other cases, females feel much more attracted by males who can emit higher flash rates, and the most obvious reason of all is predators. As long as a firefly stays in sync with the group, it will look bigger and stronger. And so uh, its predators will find the rebel firefly out of sync to be an easier meal for dinner. Likewise, females may perceive the same rebel firefly as a different species and never choose him as a mate. Now, let's go back to the heterogeneous organization and to the uh, artificial intelligence-based startup. In this context, each Firefly slash team performs at its own pace and use their glow with a specific pattern. In the example of the organization, the Marketing Firefly and the Content Firefly are usually faster than the others as selling features or writing about them takes usually less time than implementing and testing them. Then we have the Data Science Firefly, that can be stuck somewhere in the process of building the first feature, for instance, or proceeding to developing the second feature while waiting for fresh data to analyze. Then we have the engineering Firefly, which is waiting for all the other teams and coordinating with their developers in order to set the architecture that will execute the core features of the organization. And this usually takes longer because the uh, processes are much more complex. Now, what makes the fireflies shine is a step of synchronization before proceeding to the other tasks. And this must occur even before contemplating the need of the third or fourth feature for the organization. So if everybody if someone is stuck at feature one and two, there is no reason to move on to feature three and four if not after uh, a synchronization mo- period. So the synchronization step would allow and the engineering firefly to keep up with the rest of the team, the marketing firefly to sell complete features, the content firefly to write more consistent posts about what is already an asset within the organization and would keep predators/competitors away from the consolidated business of the company, of course provided the quality of the implementations and the needs fulfilled within the market. So, in the world of firefly project management, local sprints serve the purpose of maintaining diverse teams focused and progressing towards a common objective by means of a synchronization step that can be referred to as globally synced sprint. Consider the Firefly project management strategy for your next startup. This episode is supported by ABE AI. The AI platform joins advanced financial machine learning and natural language processing to give banks the ability to engage and support customers at scale using artificial intelligence. Visit a.ai to see how we are changing the financial services industry or how you can join our team. This was Data Science at Home, the podcast that makes machine learning and artificial intelligence easy for everyone. If you like the show, don't forget to write a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or Podbean. You can also find us on datascienceathome.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter and get the latest updates. Thanks for listening. Hey, are you still there? Well, let me tell you about the newsletter of Data Science at Home. It's my free digest of the best content in artificial intelligence, data science, predictive analytics, and computer science. Subscribe now, datascienceatome.com.